0: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Recovery and Restoration. Saints of God, our God is a God of recovery and restoration. He brings recovery and restoration to all those who are His, if we let Him. One of the definitions for the word recovery is the regaining of, or the possibility of regaining something that's been lost or taken away. Our God is a God who is capable of causing a regaining of, or at the very least, a possibility regaining the things and or people that have been lost and or taken away in our lives. God is a God who recovers that which rightfully belongs to us. He'll get back and regain all the things that were lost by us. He'll get back and regain all the things that have been taken away from us. And according to his word, which we believe to be true, he's not just capable of doing it, but he's willing and wanting to do it for me and you. So since our God is that kind of God, then we ought to learn to let God be that kind of God in the lives of me and you. We ought to learn to let God be who he is. That is the God of recovery and restoration for those of us who are his. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. God's going to restore all of that and recover all of that. He's going to reclaim from a bad state, bad practice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and return it to a good state and, and, and good practices and do what he wants them to do. And he's going to regain something in usable form as from refuge material and from waste product, Whereas it might have been refuge in everybody else's lives. It might have been something that's sitting in the garbage can or the junk keeper life in other people's eyes. But in God's eyes, God sees the treasure that it is. He sees that it's still his. And he's going to lift it up from there. And he's going to clean it up like only he can do. He's going to recreate it like only he can do. And then be able to put people, put it out in everybody else's view of what he can do in the life of people that allow him to do what he wants to do. God's bringing restoration and recovery to us. He's going to return things to their former, original, or normal and unimpaired condition. He's going to restore things to their normal, original, and unimpaired conditions. That's what he's going to do. And we found out he's bringing restitution to me and you. Praise God. Where well, we're going to get reparation. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to get payment for penalties for what it is that the devil did too. Because he says when the thief be found, and he has to get back sevenfold. Get ready for your sevenfold. Praise God. As God gives you back control of the things that it is that was taken from you and bring them back to you in a state better than it even was when it first came to you. Get ready for it in Amen. Jesus' name. Now, last time we got together, we started talking about the recovery and restoration of health, the recovery and restoration of health. Well, that's one of the things that God wants to do. He wants to restore the health to the people of God. I got any people of God in the house? Praise God. Well, God wants to restore health to me and, well, and me and you. Health of things that we know about and health of the things that we don't even know about. Praise God. I said, health the things we know about and health the things we don't even know about with things we're trying to form on the inside of you that you didn't even know about what's happening to you and God is still healing them right then and stopping them from being able to manifest in you. And for the things that are known too, even those, those longstanding, you know, things that we were talking about before, things that's been going on and going on and going on and seem like they ain't never going to stop. What if God said they are going to stop because he's going to shut them down in the middle of our lives and be able to bring healing in our life. We found out in Acts chapter 10. Might as well go back there. Acts chapter 10, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. I love the Lord. Anybody here love the Lord? Yes, we got something in common in Jesus' name. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. It reads like this. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. We found out that sickness is an oppression of the devil. It's not a tool that God uses to teach you nothing. It is an oppression of the devil. It's where the devil is exercising dominion against that which is God's. He's exercising dominion against the people of God. He's exercising dominion against the bodies of which, in which God dwells. And see, that's about to stop, because God's going to heal the bodies in which he dwells. This is God's house and he's going to repair it. This is God's house and he's going to repair it. He's going to repair his, this house and he's going to repair your house, the one that you live in. Because remember, you are a spirit that lives in a body and possesses a soul. And God's about to give you back control of your body so it can operate like it's supposed to because he's healing. He was healing then and he's healing now too. Jesus Christ is the same Yesterday, today, and forever. The same way he did it back then is the way he's going to do it now. We found out that that word heal means to cure, which means to restore to health. God's going to cure us and restore us to health. He's going to relieve or rid something that is detrimental to us, detrimental in us, detrimental functioning in us. where it's not functioning like it's supposed to. God's about to bring restoration to me and you. And it also talks about heal thoroughly and make whole. To heal thoroughly and make whole. Or another way of doing it, he's just not going to bring healing to you. He's going to do it through and through. He's going to do it on the inside. He's going to do it on the outside. And he's going to do it completely to the fact that you'll be made whole. That, wish, that woman who had the issue of blood ain't going to be the only one that's going to be able to testify about being made whole. Because we're going to be able to testify about being made whole. Hallelujah. Not made better. Whole. Not more that we can handle it better. Whole. God wants us whole. Somebody say whole. whole. God's going to mend me and you because God can restore the health that the devil stole from me and you. He's going to give us back health. He's going to give us back wholeness. And we find out one of the ways that he's going to do it is through a curative, a medicine. Not the only way, but one of the ways he's going to do it through is a curative, a medicine, a substance or substances that are going to be used to treat a disease or illness. Whereas God's going to have a remedy already waiting for me and you. Because he told me and he's telling you too, that he'll do for you the things that you can't do, but he won't do the things that you can do. That's where you come in. Where is God? Because some of these healings are just going to happen because God's going to send a word to me and you or do something to me and you because it's something that you know the doctors can do anything about. He said, I'm going to do something about it because I'm the great physician. They practicing. I'm good at what I do and, I'm, and he's going to heal me and you. But then there's some ways where it's going to be a simple cure. Whereas we take something or stop eating something or stop eating so much of something. Hallelujah. And then that's going to solve it for me and you. Hallelujah. So that we can then be able to live our lives like we're supposed to, because God wants to heal us of all diseases. We found out that word diseases means maladies maladies, disorders, diseases of the body, illnesses, chronic and deep-seated stuff. God going to get rid of all that stuff, stuff that you can pronounce, stuff you can't pronounce. Praise God. You don't need to be trying to figure out how to pronounce it. Just get rid of it. Praise God. Then you ain't got to worry about all that. Y'all got a word for it. It's gone. Praise God. Hallelujah. What it, what that you had? I don't know. It's gone. That's all I know. Praise God. <laughs> because we found out God's going to restore our health to folk. That caused them to be outcasts too. Things that allowed you to not mingle in society or mingle with others like you wanted to. God said, I'm going to get rid of that too. Praise God. I I said, praise God. And and, and, because we found out God sent his word to heal. Now we found out when he sent his word, he sent his word to heal. But yet he's going to heal it thoroughly and he's going to make everything whole. Now when we left off last time, we found out that the word can be sent different ways. First of all, we found out it could be sent with healing power to heal directly without participation per se. But without participation per se. Now, you always participate to an extent, but I'm not talking about anything extra that you got to do or place you got to go went. You know, I got to make it rhyme some kind of way. You know, some place you went. It's not that kind of participation. But this is participation in, in, in relation to you stay in faith and believe that God will do what he said he'll do. And then God said, I'll take care of the rest. You just trust me. You just believe me. And I'll do the rest of it for you. Hallelujah, whether that be you believing for yourself or you you believing for somebody else. It's still faith going to be involved in this, but we're going to talk about that one later. But we found out it it can also be sent with instructions and directions, whereas the healing power is manifest after obedience to the instructions or directions. That the, the word is going to be sent with instructions and directions, whereas the healing power will manifest after we obey the instructions or directions, because if, if it's not obeyed, then it won't manifest. Then the healing power will not be released to be able to cause the recovery and restoration. Like God said that it would do, but not because it didn't do what he said it would do it's because you didn't do what he said to do because it's going to have instructions to it. Not all the times, but sometimes that's why from this day forward, this is the way you're going to live your life with ears to hear what the Lord is going to say to you supposed to do it anyway, but even more so now. Live with ears to hear what the Lord said to you. Tell your neighbor, say, I don't know if you heard that. You heard that. But from this day forward, this day forward live, with live with ears to hear what the Lord has to say to you. To say to you. Not, just here, Not just up in here, but out there too. Out there too. Because he can talk out, he talk out there just like he can talk up in here. Amen, amen. So you're going to listen for him, and he's going to talk to you. Praise God, and he'll bring instruction to you. I remember, I remember, I remember. Praise God, Lord taught me something a long, long time ago. I'm telling you that it's benefited my life tremendously. He said, son, listen for my voice through everybody that talks to you. Listen for my voice through everybody who talks to you. If you hear my voice, do what I said do. Don't concern yourself that face that it came out of or who was talking to you because I was talking to you. Listen for my voice in the voice of everybody that's talking to you. If you don't hear it, you don't have to pay attention to that in terms of doing what I said do. But if you hear it, that's me talking. Do what I said do because God will speak through people you would have never thought he would speak through. He'll say things to you in a way that you never thought it would come to you. God will speak to you through a Popeye cartoon, have olive oil talk to you, wimpy, while he ripping off my man for the hamburgers that he still ain't paid for. (laughs) He'll, He'll say the right thing at that time, and that's God talking like never before. But the key is obey whatever you hear. See, the following of instructions was involved when Naaman experienced a recovery and restoration of his health. So, we can see in Scripture where the following of instructions are very important because that's one of the many ways that God is going to bring healing to me and you, to bring recovery and restoration to me and you. We're going to see where Naaman followed the instructions and directions given by God, and he received his recovery and restoration. Turn to 2 Kings chapter 5, that he followed it, and he received his. Well, that's what we need to do because that's why it's put in Scripture for me and you so we can have a mild warning of this too is what you want to do so that God can be able to do in our lives what he wants to do. I'm excited about this because God has already spoken to many of you already about some things to do. Holy Spirit is going to bring back to your remembrance what he said to you so that you can do it. He was doing it to me while I was putting this message together. Prayers, God was putting this message together and the Lord reminded me of a two-part thing he told me to do, reminded me of a two-part thing that he told me to do and reminded me, you've been faithful with part one, but you've been negligent with part two. That's why you haven't seen the recovery and restoration that I promised you. Well, I'm going to make a correction on that. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I intend to make a correction. No, I'm going to make a correction on that. In fact, I have just corrected that. Praise God. <laughs> And it's time to do part two so I can see the recovery and restoration that he promised me, just like you. Amen. Second Kings chapter 5. I love the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. I love the Lord. Hallelujah. Second Kings chapter 5. We're going to begin reading in verse 1. We're going to read about a guy by the name of Naaman and the recovery and restoration that he received and the things that went along with it. It's going to bless you. Second Kings chapter 5, verse 1. It says, now, now Naaman. Captain of the host, captain of the host of the king of Syria was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. Now notice he says, now Naaman, captain of the host. I love the Lord. When the Lord tells you a person's name, he's not telling you a person's name because he ain't got nothing else to do. God does everything for a reason. He never does nothing for nothing. He never does anything for nothing. He does everything for a reason. He wanted us to know what this guy's name was. His name is Naaman. The word Naaman, the name Naaman means pleasant. It means pleasant. Well, what's the significance of that, Pastor? Remember, people named their children back then different than we name our children now. People named their children back then different than the way they named their children. Now, back then, they named people for purpose. Now, we've named people because we like the way it sounds. We have no purpose intended. That's why we have so many purposeless people walking through this earth nowadays. It's because we don't do what we do for a purpose. Don't get mad at me while I teach real good. <laughs> If we like a car, we'll name our kid that. If we like a perfume, we'll name our kid that. If there was a food that we liked, we'll name our kid that. If there was somebody else's name we liked, we'd name our kid that. That person could be the worst person on earth. But if we like the sound of their name, we'll name them that. Because we don't do what we do for purpose. But they did everything that they did for purpose back there. At least one of the ones that did it the way it was supposed to be done. We just put names that sound good together. I always wanted to name my child that. Well, what does that mean? What does that name mean? A hush comes over the crowd. Praise God. They knew what the name meant. Naomi's parents named their child back then because they expected the child's life to reflect the name that was given. They expected the child's life to reflect the name that was given. So Naaman's parents named him Naaman because they desired his life to be pleasant. And since this was going to be his name from now on, they wanted pleasantness to manifest in his life from that point forward. From the moment that he came out to the day that he would go to his grave, they wanted him to have a pleasant life. So they named him pleasant. Naaman was his name. Well, let's see how pleasant things turned out for him. First of all, let's read. He says, now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria. First thing it says about Naaman is that he was the captain of the the host of Syrian army. That word captain right there means a head person. Speaking of any rank or class, he was the head person. So Naaman had become the head person in that. He was the head person in rank in the Syrian army. Now, that's pleasant right there. So, somebody say, so far so, good. so far, so good. Because I could imagine when his parents looked at him and they said, yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, yeah. He's the captain of the host of the Syrian army. Not a little, little root and put army, but an army that's rolling over folk. And their and they, and they son is the head of the host. I bet you they say, now, that's what I'm talking about. So far, so good. Let's read else. what else it says about him. Now, Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master. Was a great man with his master. Naaman was considered to be a great man with his master, which means in his master's eyes, Naaman was considered to be a great man. A great man. That word great right there translates mighty. He was a mighty man in his master's eyes. Not man, mighty man in his eyes, a mighty man in his master's eyes. That means he was a noble man in his master's eyes. Not in his eyes, in his master's eyes, he was a noble man. He was a proud thing. That's another thing that the word great means, proud thing. Which means in his master's eyes, Naaman was considered to be a mighty man, a noble man, a man that he was proud of, proud to have in his company. Whereas the person that he worked for was proud of him. I said the person that he worked for was proud of him it to God. You don't understand. A lot of times people work for folk, that's an irritation. Praise God. Hallelujah. They deal with it because they need it. But if they didn't need it, they'd be gone. But it wasn't like that with him. With him, he was considered to be a great man in his master's eyes. Now, that's pleasant. Once again, so far so good. Let's read on. Now, Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master. Honorable. Honorable. When Naaman Naaman was also said to be honorable, that word honorable right there means highly regarded. Highly regarded. In other words, he had a reputation that, that was strong. He had a name that was well known. Why is that? Say he was honorable because by him, the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. Whereas, can you imagine? Whereas people were oppressed at one time, but this one man would lead the army at that time. And as a result of that one man leading the army, then no longer are they oppressed at that time. They've been delivered as a result of the army, what the army did at that time. And then they look at the head of the army, the one that was calling the shots in the army, and they say, now that's what I'm talking about. Honorable man. Come on, let's go back in history right now. We had a guy like that in America, praise God, that the, 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 we were being oppressed by the English, the British, praise God. But there was a, a general in the army by the name of George Washington, praise God, that led the army that, 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 that caused our independence to be able to come to me and you. And he ended up being the very first president of the United States. We didn't even have a president. And they said, we want you to be the president. He didn't seek to be president. He didn't want to be president. But that man was so honorable in what he did. Praise God. Amen. You know, they told about it. They said he never told a lie. I don't believe that. Praise God. But anyway, at the same time. But yet, but no, that he told enough truth for people to think that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man, is that different than the politicians today? Praise God. But he was an honorable man to the point that they wanted him to be The first president, he said, we want you to be the first president of the United States of America. The 13 colonies that you helped set free. We want you to be the man. This is how this this guy was. He was honorable. Praise God. Honorable. Somebody said, okay, now, see, see, so far, so good. So far, so good. Because he was considered to be honorable. Everything was going pretty good so far. Let's read on. It says, Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor. A mighty man in valor. Naaman was also called a mighty man in valor. That word mighty right there means powerful. Naaman was reported to be a powerful man in valor. But then the Bible says, But he was a leper. That word but means however. Or yet. Yes, Naaman is the, king of, is the captain of the host. Yes, Naaman is an honorable man. Yes, he is a mighty man. However, there's another something that happened in his life that wasn't so pleasant. And that's that he's a leper. Remember, leprosy was ostracized and they were sent over to a whole other colony. You go over with nothing but lepers. Why? Because that's not an honorable thing, it is highly contagious. It can infect and affect everybody that's around him. That's why nobody wants to be around him. And here he is, the captain of the army. Here he is, this honorable man, this, this person that everybody want to take selfies with and stuff like that. You know, not now, because he's a leper now. And although Na- Naaman was a mighty man, a mighty man in battle, captain of the most mightiest army that existed at that time, who had won many, many battles, this battle with leprosy, he was going to lose. Verse 2. And the Syrians had gone out by company and had brought away captives out of the land of Israel, a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, "Would God, my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. See, God can bring the opportunity for healing from the most unexpected sources. That's why I said earlier, we ought to live our lives with an ear to hear what the Lord is saying, especially during the time of recovery and restoration. Because somebody can just bring one word to you. You can just read one article. You can just be able to look at one thing, and there is your solution right there. There is your recovery right there. The question is, what you going to do with what you just heard? What you going to do with what was shown to you? Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you were blessed for what the Word of God had to say. I don't know about you, but I'm glad to know that our God is a God of recovery and restoration. And I'm even more glad that I've learned to let him be a God of recovery and restoration in my life. I hope all of you do the same, that is learn to let God be a God of recovery and restoration in your life too. He wants to, and he's willing to do it for you. Come on, let him do it. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're ever visiting in San Antonio area or you live in San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on out and visit us. I guarantee that you'll be blessed. Murder Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430 and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. Just call us at the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. So if you get the chance, come on through. I guarantee you, you'll be blessed when you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing Word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the Word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.